<laughs> it has been a non-UFC weekend here in the great world. So things can get better. 2021, we can take a weekend off. Happy Thanksgiving, which means it is time for the show that proves fighting is way easier inside the cage than if you go at that last turkey leg with me. You're going to find yourself in a world of hurt. Mom made homemade stuffing this year. Raph with some cornbread, and it was like a deeply long process and worth every second of it. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, favorite thing you ate? Pie. Kelly does a phenomenal, because she doesn't love the texture of regular pumpkin pie, so she does a cream cheese pie. And we had guests over on the second day of Thanksgiving, because it was a two-part deal for us, which meant very difficult to try and get rid of people in terms of food um, because everybody gets sick of Thanksgiving food after 1.5 meals. But yet here I am on day 3.5 of look, we still got some Turkey. Which, uh, anyway, uh, yo Kelly, she does a phenomenal uh, cream cheese, pumpkin pie to the point where one of our guests shows up and goes, Oh my God, I want this pie so bad. I'm sorry, I don't did, get... did you say a cream cheese pumpkin pie? Yes. Okay, yes. let's pause here because I want to talk about this for a second. I'm going to give uh, Nathaniel <laughs> Wilson a shout out because he introduced me to this glorious concept. It's the greatest right. thing I've ever tasted. And it sounds like Kelly, who's. An... You didn't give the. Maybe we should just give like a, an above. <laughs> someone who would compete well in the Great British Bake Off, right? Doesn't need to ramp up, has the skills, good baker. The cream cheese addition here is pivotal because that makes it more of a pumpkin cheesecake which is my mm -hmm. favorite way to ingest my favorite former pie of pumpkin mm. it is just phenomenal it's a chef's kiss on a oh good i don't have to make weight in my career so i can mm -hmm. eat this kind of way but yeah okay great and kelly also will make individual whipped cream to go along with it so we don't use the store brand shit she actually will whip up some whipped cream to go specific to this pie. So we're talking full five-star treatment to the point where when somebody said, oh my God, this is so delicious, I want to take it home and not give you guys any, Kelly goes, there's a second pie just for you. And I said, wait, we didn't talk about this. Hold on. No, you you can, of course, have some of it. Wait, babe, did we both agree that we were going to give away a full pie? Because I feel like that's... Mm, mm. Half. Half is good. So that's a very fun conversation to have in front of the guests. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, I'm going to have to make a request later, but it is <laughs> Thanksgiving, so we're going to do just, uh, you know, what we're not thankful for episode, mm. meaning comedy. We're just going to be bringing some heat, a little fun, a little extra anecdotes. Where do you want to get started here? Do you want me to throw... Some first quick zinger headlines at you? Well, I'll tell you what I'm not thankful for to begin right now, which is, Kev, it looks like Submission Underground's not going to be on uh, the Fight Pass anymore. So I'm not grateful for the fact that I am paying for a subscription to something that is becoming less and less valuable as we go. Like, the only thing I can think on their left Aside from Polaris, which I did casually watch this weekend, you're welcome. Nice people over and the pond. Not hey, some of us put we 
gave it our best effort. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, um, Listen, the, the reason why Kevin is mentioning this is because sometimes when people who work together on a show have a business account for the show and they watch a certain amount of streaming, the other partner can see how much of the event they actually watched. Now, I want to remind you guys, Kevin is a new father. So when I saw that he had put in a solid 20 minutes into the Polaris event before saying, you know what? I'm good. Is that what you saw? You must have brought it up and been like, oh, Kevin logged <laughs> in to watch the opening credits. I tuned in for the trailer. Basically, they're doing a karate standoff. I'm watching some fights. And then I was like, oh, my God, it, a day has passed. So. What people don't know is the conversion rate for new fathers. So that 20 minutes is equal to three hours of sit down watch time as a new parent. And I said, I appreciate it, Kevin. I will take the reins here. I will watch it. And I did. And I have to say, there is a gentleman, I don't know his full name, but he likes to call himself the Fat Ninja. And it really is awkward when I don't know his name other than Fat Ninja. Either way, he ended up getting a non-fat but still amazing bow and arrow choke on the very tough to submit uh tommy langaker so that was dope to watch our good friend ash williams uh ended up being beating a meow brother in the gi and he told me in an interview about a week and a half ago uh that we did on grappling hour he's like yeah dude he's like i would have preferred this to be a no gi but uh (laughs) You know, you take what you can get because they really wanted to do it in the gi. And I said, good for him because he's trying to get those extra rounds because he's already looking at ADCC for next year. So kudos to him. Couldn't be happier. His brother also picked up a win. Our good friend Tom Sellamore, who's a trader to us here in the States, who keeps going to visit them and train with them. He won uh, his uh, super fight as well. AJ Agazarm was there. He filled in for a not able to be on the event, Edwin Najmi. That was late breaking news. So they were like, well, you know, if you can't get Edwin, you might as well get AJ August arm. And uh, that match was fine. So really kids, I guess what I'm saying is yes, we did just talk about Polaris in a whirlwind fashion, but the real crux of this argument is without Polaris and without combat jujitsu, it is kind of a bitch to lose submission underground. And I really have to be honest with you, Kevin, I'm doing the math here. I don't think they fit on flow. I would prefer they don't go to flow. Oh, that's, I would you're, hope. I, I guess you reported it's maybe fight TV. Not that it is, but it sounded like they, yes. your point, which you and I have been really hoping and praying they would get back to this because damn it. It shouldn't cost me more to watch Paramount Plus versus Flow Grappling. But sure mm-hmm. enough, Paramount Plus is like, oh, it's only four ninety nine, right? It's, yeah, it and Paramount Plus even says, you want some fucking commercials? Cheap version. Yeah, Flow Grappling is like, it's going to be expensive and commercials. And it's not that good. So I like that they're, I hope that they don't do that. Or at least that we can go back to the pay-per-view items of the world. Because... Now that we have to go so much streaming for television content and other content, it's really difficult to be like, yeah, I definitely want ESPN Plus Fight Pass By the way, just for Kevin, one Polaris a year. Can I tell you my favorite part of Thanksgiving? 
So my dad was telling me how much he pays for cable and I was walking him through why that's terrible. And I felt like I had a good moment as a son. I was proving my worth. This is the stuff I love talking about. I love these numbers, this business. And my dad retorted to me and said, you know, son, that like when you do like your, your things for, you know, grappling and MMA, like, how does all that stuff work? Where do you go through? And I go, oh, well, Dad, you actually have to have the ESPN Plus app. And then if you have that, you pay a certain amount per year. And then if you want a pay-per-view, you have to buy it separately. And Kevin, I swear to you, my dad flipped. He could not believe the audacity of ESPN to say, why the fuck can't you just get the pay-per-view? Why would you have to buy a $5 a month? Or is it six now? Who gives a shit? Why are you paying to pay more? And I go, dad, calm down. We went through this a few years ago as a show, as a society. And now you're just catching up to where we've been. And we've already gotten the therapy to get through it. And my dad was like, son, that is bullshit. I wouldn't stand for that. That, that is fucked up. We're with you. And don't even get us into the fight or pay because they're getting <laughs> seeing the right. uh, <laughs> cut of this here. No. Now, we're just cracking the can open on what's fucking wrong here. But you are right. He is definitely up against all of this bullshit. I would tell you. It's though, our guy. <laughs> I mean, listen, you don't want an upset call from my dad. If you guys think that I am surly, I promise you, you have not even scratched the surface. I am pleasant compared to when my dad is super pissed. So I guess what I'm still getting at here is, okay, it's possible that it goes to fight TV. It seems a likely contender. But man, is there a part of me that just wishes they'd put that shit on ESPN Plus? Because, listen, it's not like it deserves it. We don't have the numbers to justify it. But if they can lean on that little relationship they have with Chael and put it on there, I argue some people might watch it by accident. Much like sometimes when I go, how the fuck did I just watch a volleyball game? Guess what? ESPN Plus just goes to the next thing. And then before you know it, you go, oh, my God, is this why is a Timberwolf thing playing on after my 30 for 30? Well, I'm powerless. It's just happening. (laughs) You're powerless, especially because you can't turn it to anything else because you're already on the streaming platforms. You can't just like duck over for a few minutes of what's going on. No, sometimes I'm washing dishes and, (laughs) you know, you can't take that time to touch the remote like that. So you got to just, you know, you could maybe do that little pinky nudge and like push it to something else. It's just not the same. So sometimes when I'm powerless, I'm like, man, I really hope whoever's up there at the ESPN headquarters knows what I'm looking for right now. No, not golf. God damn it. Of all things you can make me watch. So yeah, occasionally it is like that. I would tell you though, is it sad that that's the way I think that grappling gets over? (laughs) Not by we deserve it, but by people who are lazier than me going, ah, you win this one. I'm just doing dishes. Who the fuck's this Gary Tonin? Eh, fine. I, well, I'm, eager to get to some of these next headlines I'm please go right next. ahead this first was from espn plus raf mcgregor says he'll be cleared to spar by april <laughs> comma i thought now you and i could take a few shots at some punchlines so look out people over 60 in bars 
<laughs> cleared to spar by April. And he'll be running that by his probation officer as well, just in case. There's so many. As I saw that, I was like, with who? His physical therapist? <laughs> Dariush versus Makhchev agreed a UFC clash in February, though I'd call it more of a Cold War standoff. And that's it, Raph. Those are the only well, headlines those, before we get to. No, I have more, but this is just from ESPN. Sorry, let me preface. Okay, okay. That's it. They're out of MMA headlines. Then it goes let to Vieira upends Tate comeback with decision win. And I was like, huh. <laughs> a I guess the web developer, the headline people, everybody, you have produced 87 stories since Thanksgiving. Not not the <laughs> MMA board over at ESPN. They were like, here's your two. We've got McGregor's name in one. We're done. Minimum. Minimum. I literally took a break during my Thanksgiving dinner to do a meme because I go, eh, I should probably do this before I forget it. I would remind you, I don't know that this came out before we ended up doing the last one. But yeah, Conor McGregor was saying uh, that he was going to fight whoever the fuck has the lightweight title, deal with it, take your goggles off and mark the, the trilogy unfinished. Yeah, I think we left it at that. It's just been entertaining because the bulk of things that I've seen in the past few days have been Conor McGregor memes or things that remind us like, yeah, shit, this dude's trying to remind us he's he's going to be around in some way, shape or form. And I don't know that him and Shale are done in whatever they're doing, but more power to them. I will tell you, it is nice that they got the week off too, Kev. I mean, ESPN Plus people. I'm sure that job can't be easy, especially with all the money they're taking from us. So, or as my dad would argue after yeah, discovering this, they better fucking be working throughout this weekend. No holiday for you dicks. You just got one more dollar from my son this year. It's going to be the first time in history fans form a union for the fighters. Yeah, we're on it. If I flip over to... Just some Google news, which I think yep. is important. It gets a little sad. So I'm going to start with oh. also Marcelo Garcia introducing the ADCC Hall of Fame. Don't know what it means. Yeah. Raph, still excited. I will tell you what it means. Third person. So. No, don't third use person. third person. I'm saying he was the third person. Sorry, right, 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 right. <laughs> Raph feels that. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible game for the show. Kevin agrees. <laughs> so. Kids, it turns out we're getting bigger numbers for ADCC. And by bigger numbers, I mean we're not doing a pretend 3,000 people is 4,000 people. This is positive. What I mean by that, in 2019, famously, they said that they sold out a place of which it was not filled to the place's capacity, but a random number that they said meant sold out tickets. Uh, would they have turned anybody away? No. Did they turn anybody away? Absolutely not. But in this particular case, it does look like that numbers, yes, numbers for ADCC sales are strong. They went on sale this weekend on Black Friday, or as our Portuguese friends say, Black Friday. And it appears that they've sold 8,000 seats. At least that's what they're saying. It's hard to quantify numbers with these folks but i'm gonna do something bold kev i'm, I'm gonna to take them at their numbers? word oh no, no i'm ooh. i'm gonna say uh, hold on can i talk can i sidebar and talk to you <laughs> yes, about please go right <laughs> are you sure like we've talked okay. about this from press bookings to last minute to changes to what's the vip section it's 40 bucks and <laughs> half a heartbeat away from the general anyway sidebar over okay thank you 
as somebody who's filled audiences in mass and knows how numbers can easily be fixed, amended, do I still think that there's going to be a large component of seats that they magically release toward the end? Absolutely. It's 12,000 is now what they're trying to go to. Apparently it was supposed to be 10,000. Now they say with extra seats, it might be 11.5. These are positive numbers for jujitsu. I will say that. However, if you guys see some homeless people in there, and I'm not talking like, wow, they're geese. Mm, they must be homeless. If you see some people from Vegas who look like they were not given tickets to go see Gloria Stefan, maybe, just maybe, there will be some component of people who get that as part of their package deal. I don't know. I'm just saying Vegas is a town that is used to being able to inflate numbers or put things in packages. So it's not out of line. But Kev, for once, I'm just going to take a leap of faith and say, I hope this is all true because all we ever hear is promoter speak. And all I ever ask for people who listen to promoter speak is to proceed with caution. And this is me saying that as I go, it is in my purest of hearts that I hope that the event does well. I will, however, keep an ear out for what they say about those numbers and about what it means. But if you're an athlete, this is dope. So I hope that people get excited. I hope that they're getting more and more uh, stoked about the possibility of performing in front of a live big crowd. And hey, listen, we just got through saying ESPN really like we don't justify being on that platform, which true, maybe a step like this can help. And I don't know that it does everything, but it definitely shows that we at least have some more power. And if anything, once they induct Marcelo Garcia, followed by in the gee, Eddie Bravo, I'll be uh, I'll be watching anyway. Because maybe it's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're like, now Marcelo Garcia is going to fight eight people that suck. And you're going to get to see it. Here we go. Oh, that's a great idea. Holy fuck. Don't give that to them. Holy shit. And that's the thing that people don't realize. And Kev, I'm going to go off on a Hall of Fame tangent right now. Okay. A couple years ago, they should induct more women. We should just be very clear about that, that thought. Ike and Tina Turner were inducted into the Hall of Fame as one of those first classes back in the 80s. So the rule is you have to wait 25 years after your first album to be eligible, and then a group, uh, a group of white nerds then decide, ooh, these people are significant. So they've made amends. <clears throat> they now have people like Questlove who have campaigned for people who probably would have been ignored years ago. So the Academy's been changing, and the Hall of Fame has been doing better jobs of acknowledging people. Women just got their first double uh, inductee. Do you know who the first double inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was? I feel like Taylor Swift introduced her, but no, I, I don't. Mm -hmm. Close. It is Stevie Nicks. Oh, who, no, I, that's not who I was thinking of anyway. Fleetwood Mac. Get it. Oh, Solo cool. career. Cool. Totally. Yeah. She should be there. But guess what? 
you motherfuckers dragged your feet on Tina Turner, who was first, <laughs> to the point where now Tina Turner is so old and so disenchanted by it. She's sitting in her home being like, I'm good. So really, <clears throat> the only thing that they're hurting when they have all these rules and regulations is they cost themselves their own opportunity to on their HBO special where they need drawing power and they don't have everybody perform. Sometimes people just give a speech. Jay-Z literally said, thanks, everybody. Jay-Z, are you going to perform? Nah, nah. Thanks, I'm thanks everybody. It was great. <laughs> so meanwhile, Tina Turner sits at home with a fan in hand and is just like, this is a huge honor. Thank you. If you guys had done the right thing and inducted her years before, even though she was starting to retire, she would have come out for that. And I'm not putting down Stevie Nicks. I'm just saying somebody was there first, and it was Tina Turner. And if I think rock and roll, I probably think Tina Turner well, before I think Stevie Nicks. So I'm just being to dive weird. deep into this. If you didn't see what Raph and I were talking about, you should really watch it on HBO. It's blast. But LL Cool J performed for a solid hour. J Lo was there. It's crazy. Um, and the Foo Fighters were the feature. I could use 20% less Foo Fighters, 20 more percent Jay Z songs. <laughs> And Kev, think about that. Think about how lexadaisically we have already made, and he is a rock god, but Dave Grohl is a two-time inductee already. Nirvana, Foo Fighters. And Foo Fighters basically right off the bat. <laughs> as soon as that 25 years hit, they go, yeah, we should probably induct them. You know why? Because guess what? Now they need fucking people to draw, and they are a draw. <laughs> they also had... Paul McCartney's skeleton up there. Uh, Paul's getting older. Paul's thinking it was like, oh, neither of you could sing. Great. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm in. I'm listening. But And Paul McCartney could be wrong here. Also a two-time inductee. Might be three. I don't really understand the whole thing with Wings. Because the Beatles, for sure. Solo act, maybe. But it's when they start thinking like, well, you know, we haven't inducted Paul... Michael Jackson, they did like a song together, right? Can we do that? No, shit. All right, fuck. All right, damn it. <laughs> you do see how they, they come up with those multiple ones, but there's only a handful of people who have been inducted twice. And traditionally, they only induct like one woman a year uh, up until, famously, in that same year that Stevie got double inducted, Janet Jackson at the very end of her speech was like, um, hey, this is cool. Thank you so much. Also induct more women. Bye, bitches. I'm not performing. Come see me on tour. Fuck y'all. Like <laughs> to me, I go, that's pretty smart. Good for her. Janet's the best. I'm going to run you through a few more headlines. Go ahead. This one, apparently prosecutors given additional time for their John Jones criminal complaint. Ugh. So he's going to have to stay sober a little bit longer. Bummer for him. Uh, former UFC lightweight champion Khabib to expand MMA promotion in the U.S. in 2022, Raph. Don't trust it. Probably coming for our elections next. And <laughs> I might vote for him if the candidates still get better. I'm not not, not loving it. Uh, there's, I'm going to skip that one. It's ESPN's, their desk editor was like, we got to put something out about the fights coming up. And they don't even have a good Rob Font joke. And they should. They just have his font next to the others in the same font, Raph. This is the last one. This is from MMA Fighting. Missed Fists Polish event feature Polish event features five on five MMA brawl. Bare knuckle bout ends in scary corner collapse. 
and they did not mean like the corner lost his ability. They meant half of the cage fell off the fight, which is awesome. Ooh, I actually didn't see that. I just saw that one of the dudes got knocked unconscious. Yeah, and, and you then can't stop him even once it starts <laughs> to go. Fuck that. Like we're going. But then got hit eleven more times. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh let's At- start with Khabib. Okay. Yeah, you go for it. What is he doing? What are him and DC him and DC have turned into the soccer parents who are arguing over penalties now? Because DC is now finding out this is a hard job with the talking, as did Paul Felder. I sent you that article because what did Paul Felder say in that article? Oh, I don't remember. God, that was days ago. But it was He's something basically about saying that weakness. fighters are sensitive. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. And uh, I got it conflated with the weak boys Joe Rogan thing you sent me. Yes. We'll get to that one. But I didn't exactly follow because I hate Paul Felder too much to take it seriously. Is his argument more sensitive than they were? Like more sensitive about what? Pay? Press? What he's saying is you can't just critique them as a commentator because they, they are very sensitive about what they do. When in actuality, it's like, what are you saying about them, Paul Felder? I was just about to be like, is he the worst person to give that that advice you've ever heard? Because his stuff is always like, this is the greatest fighter on the planet. I know it's his first fight in the UFC, but I, I get a championship fight. Been around this kid all week. Love him. Can't get enough of him. Well, think about that. You have the one side of that coin. Imagine you're the other side of the coin. And you hear them talk about you on the commentary when you get home. Things went well or it didn't. And it's Paul Felder going, this guy's my best friend. I've known this guy for 30 years. And yeah, the other dude might have knocked him out. But I got to say, that guy who just got knocked out did it in a stellar way. His technique was flawless. His flop on the ground was immaculate. Good friend of mine. Other guy, he did win. (laughs) So, of course, people are going to have feelings. I just, the reason why I wanted to send that to you is that I just feel that it is some form of validation that talking is hard and what we do sometimes seems easy. And it can be because there are a lot of garbage people who do this. Inside BJJ just returned this week, by the way, in case you guys were wondering, speaking of garbage, it's been a long layoff. We've been doing consistent work. and They're just showing back up after like, what, two years off? Anyway, um, what I'm saying, though, is in his particular case, is just like, dude, Maybe you're new at this still, and it is difficult to not offend people. Sure, maybe. Maybe that's a thing. But maybe concentrate on what you see in front of you and leave the storytelling to someone else because the storytelling is probably what they're getting the most pissed about. I do find that most commentators, when they go into the element of play-by-play and stick directly to that, become non-offensive. It is those who overreach or maybe do the sharing of, man, this guy, he's got a chin. And I got to tell you, I've been training with him for nine years and I have tried to eke away at that chin. And, you know, one thing is he overcame every form of reading disability where you go, what are we doing? Yeah, that was the year they did the NFL draft and they did like it was I forget which what it was. They did a ABC family friendly version 
where it was all about their emotional roller coasters, but they essentially just took the saddest story anyone had and put it on air. They're like, tell us about that time your cousin got killed when you were eight. And it's like, what? And then people were like, no, I was into it. It was emotional. It was raw. It was great. Like, it got really interesting, mixed <laughs> reviews. There's a lot of that. But Paul Felder being the one, fighters are too sad. I want examples. It's like, Nate Diaz won't talk to me. It, well, Raph, <laughs> while we're just throwing random knowledge at this podcast, Please. did you see the Adam McKay, Will Ferrell falling out? They won't work together yeah. anymore. It's a straight up split up. We're all sensitive. It's just fighters these days. Shut up, Paul Felder. So commentators these days, really. Can we discuss the McKay and Farrell split? I think because... we should. It's the okay. anchor man. If anyone was ever going to give us the the movie behind the pitch for the BMF replica belt, which I do have a price update for the podcast. Don't think I Thank don't. You. Do not think I don't have a holiday update. It's almost Christmas time. You've got to be thinking, how can I waste some money? <laughs> you remember that belt? They used to talk about was overpriced. I'm sure it's dropped in price. What a time to steal. I'll hop on it. That's what you're thinking. We're going to get there. But that was our only shot was Adam McKay being like, we've got to get this pitch meeting on the rocks. Who's going to play the rock? And Will Ferrell's like, I will be playing all the parts. But they're fighting about Adam McKay was the one that dropped all of the information. It was apparently about like a role. He didn't tell him he didn't get the role of your Lord and Savior, L.A. Lakers, former owner, Jerry Buss. Dr. Jerry Buss, please. Dr. Jerry Buss, excuse me. Thank you. Um, Which is a real Hollywood argument, if I've heard one in a while. I love it. The reason why we need to talk about it is we are also a duo. So it is important for us to have healthy communication because Adam McKay owns this one in a way that I was not expecting. And they had a very fruitful relationship that stems all the way back to their days at SNL where they realized they worked well together. They, of course, created history with Anchorman, probably the funniest movie of the 20,000s. Is that what we call it? 2000s? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> then, of course, Step Brothers, uh, a whole bunch of random dumb movies that they work very well together. And apparently, yes, for the Lakers series that McKay is doing, I guess Will Ferrell was a little bummed that he didn't get to play Dr. Jerry Buss. And uh, I mean, I kind of get it because they were thinking like Will just may not be the right person for it. But then guess who they ended up casting in that role? John C. Riley. Yeah. OK. So then you're bringing in uh, one of your what is it? Boats and hose pals cohorts to go ahead and take over that role, which I don't think Will would be super pissed about. If he was communicated uh, with in terms of that sort of a thing, he might still be. I don't know. But we're talking. I don't think it was just that. But I think that Adam saying, yeah, uh, in retrospect, I probably should have handled that better because he yeah, was basically saying it was an apology. You know, I didn't not even apology. email him. I didn't even talk to him about it. I just hoped it would blow over. And then in a few months, we'd go eat dinner and we just laugh about it. And he goes, and we're not. He did say he tried to email and yes. reminded him of several other transgressions against him that went unapologetic. And that's when I was like, w okay, I'm on, a, I'm on Will Ferrell's side now. It was, <laughs> right. and Will Ferrell's like, it's his petty bullshit. And it's like, yeah, you seem petty. And I'm, I have a different problem with Adam McKay, and that's that I heard him on the Bill Simmons podcast being like, comedy's dead. 
because cancel culture killed it. It's like, mm. um, actually, The Hangover two and three killed it. So if we want to <laughs> point the finger at who's responsible for some of these, but Adam McKay just not the person to be. I, it might be Todd Phillips. I might be actually mixing them up as I talk about it. But I I think it was McKay who was the one that did the. He's been doing like the Cheney one, or now I'm oh, that, way That's off. him. Okay, cool. So I think I'm I think I'm kind of right. I have dad brain. Yeah. I've got BMF replica belt on the mind. But well, that's Kevin. why I just it was petty, and my thought was similar to yours. It was like, I hope Raph and I's falling out's over something more important. <laughs> you can never plan what your fallout is going to what be. What is it? You're doing like the Paul Walker biopic, and I'm like, you can't even give me a fucking role. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if I didn't tell you the whole time I've been working on a secret Fast and Furious documentary and that I didn't bother to bring you in as a talking head, as an expert. I, it, and even then, you and I might be like, I mean, I know what I did. <laughs> I knew the consequences. <laughs> I, so I also, so I had the theory in my head, which is, mm, it is possible Kevin would come up with a fake feud to get vacation time, which would probably upset me. But I'd come back. That's the but you would come back. It would just upset me in the sense of like, well, I want to do shows, and then I would immediately go, "Damn, that's a really good idea." Fuck it. Yeah, all right. I have to respect that play. That was a good job. (laughs) See you in January, fuckers. (laughs) Kevin, you know that's what it is. It's literally the version of. Raph, we're having another kid. Prove it. I don't need to. Verbal tap HR says, I don't need to verify I have a child. (laughs) I don't think you had a real child to begin with, Kevin. I think you made that up. Computer imagery has made leaps and bounds. I think you just wanted time off of the show. $850 remains the price (laughs) for a BMF replica belt. It no longer says that it's that, but um, let me see if it still has the typo. It no longer says like it's on back order, so you can get this <laughs> Good. right away. The so don't miss your chance to own a piece of UFC history. Tech, I mean a replica piece. Photos of belt shown or of actual belt, not the replica belt offered. This truly is a bad motherfucking belt. It's a one of a kind, and it takes a BMF to own one. So they have fixed the copy. That's good. They must have been like, it's not selling. What's go- Oh, shit. We have a typo in here. That's not good. Kev, I'll let you know that we are sometimes two sides of one coin because you did this win. When did you look up this information? Yesterday, in the hopes that Cyber Monday would bring me a deal. And I was telling the story of myself. I looked at it being like, I'm going to get Raph the funniest 10-year anniversary. No, I am not. Even though it's officially licensed, weighs approximately 9.5 pounds and has a black zippered carry case, I will not be purchasing this for almost $1,000. I will be very blunt with you in that at the beginning of November, I did the exact same thing. Because I wanted to know what the price was going to be. I was like, well, let's see what's at now. It's been two years. Inflation, right? Uh, no one's no one's bought this. one. Yeah, they, okay. they, we've we've single handedly seen to it that there's too much public shame to buy it. There has to be a lowered price because supply demand, right? That's got to be a thing. 
and no one's reviewing it. No one's doing anything. It is still $850. And for the fastest split second I've ever had in my life, where even I had entertained, like, if this thing gets about 500 mm, I could maybe justify that as a show expense. Cyber uh, Monday, UFC? Come on. <laughs> you know what the Cyber Monday deal with that is? Is that you probably would have gotten two rubies to put on there like you've defended the You belt. get a replacement November 2nd, 2019 plate. Like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they pop off. Like, shit. <laughs> good uh but i am i am astounded in one uh, way that you went to look it up after the sales whereas i went to look it up before in preparation of black friday and the holiday where everybody's spending and also our nine years of doing this going into season 10 and thinking like maybe I should investigate this because I want to see where Kevin's left off. I don't know if he's been thinking about this lately, but it's still one of the best running gags. We're running on two years of this belt being in existence. Oh, my God, they still haven't dropped it. And yet it's not dissimilar than when my wife and I were playing a game. And it's one of those Jackbox games where you're playing with your friends that we had over for Thanksgiving and you're supposed to come up. It literally gives you a blank a blank to come up with the joke. And she and I had three of the same jokes in a row. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, we're gross. Yeah, whatever. We're <laughs> married. It's fine. So kudos to us, Kevin. Um, I saw that the average education this year for like a good online institution, they're like, it's about 10,000 bucks a year or 12 vamp replica belts just for an education. It's great. It's just great. Just imagine, though, if you are somebody who is wealthy, let's say you've got like six kids, you get eight belts or something and you just start handing them out and you're like, what the fuck is this, dad? I'm so rich. I'm buying these. Uh, well, somebody has to be because Dana sure isn't. I've never seen him look anywhere for another BAMP belt. And in fact, I've heard rumblings of people saying we should bring it back and use it for another fight. Those conversations die very quickly. Has anyone gotten in touch with any of those rich assholes that are flying into space and suggested mm. they tack on a fun accessory? Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a very good point. Um, I mean, the sad part is they'd probably look at it and be like, well, it's not a penis shape, so what it am isn't. I supposed to do with this? No, I don't know where it fits. Well, I am fresh out of good headlines other than I don't know if it was just because of the time of year it was, mm. but right after they talk about the five on five scary corner collapse, it's MMA groups battle in court as squared circle gives way to triangle. <laughs> and it's a Yahoo sports <laughs> article about people just being like, we should fight in a fucking triangle. Okay, cool. Fuck the square. Your circle's stupid. Octagons don't make any sense. They look cool. It does look cool. Uh, it looked at one point like a elimination chamber sort of setup. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to bring up with you. A couple things. Number one, uh, Kazmat Chimev is also continuing to call out people and it's getting weird because he called out DC to a wrestling match. He called out Brock Lesnar 
and then to a pro wrestling match no just just a real fight he says let's see who uh, enters and exits the cage come on man let's do this and then he called out gsp and i put this joke i put this joke down and i really do sincerely mean it gsp is so in the not catter category of any part of this because he is not about to take time out of searching for dinosaur bones to even Google search who the fuck you are, guy. So it's getting weird, though. So I was about to put up this meme, but I need kind of like some feedback on it. I feel like he should be calling out people that are Christmassy. So I was going to have him call out Santa next to be like, hey, big boy, let's go. Who deliver more presents? Okay. <laughs> And then I thought about who else could he call out? Like, could he call out Dana White to be more bald? Could he, I don't know, I going even outside of this, call out, I don't know, Joe Biden as to who takes a better nap? I mean, there's a lot of different possibilities here, Kev. I think GSP's sponsored by Tonal now. I think he's doing great. You know? <laughs> GSP cannot be bothered. He's got hair he, back. He looks fucking awesome. God. And that's. I've gotten so many people who have asked me about GSP's hair secrets, and I've said, no, 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 that, that's a mystery. We should never. Though ever it is, I, can I say this as you bring up GSP, and I think how thankful I am this Thanksgiving to have not had to talk about Conor McGregor versus GSP. Yes. Well, is it possible time has reversed the odds? And potentially it's like, from GSP, it's like, I think I could fuck him up. Mm-hmm. Looks, looks tiny and angry. I'm just saying. Well, so all, the the tidings have mildly changed on that. I think somebody pointed out in a meme form. So take this for what you will, kids. That Connor's right, like right now, walking around at about at 180, 184, somewhere in there. And I just thought, that's a terrible weight cut. Literally, my weight cut from Thanksgiving dinner to the next day of training, not fun. Don't know how people do that don't like it and it's just to be less fat that's really all i'm looking for i'm not trying to fight so yeah i don't know how he would do that and he's as you mentioned at the top of the show looking to start sparring back in april i guess is what he's targeting and meanwhile that whole division will have taken a whole new subsection like we're still getting people who are talking about and this is kind of going back to the khabib bitching about oh islam should be getting his shot, he's a undefeated record. People are then shooting back at Khabib like, bro, is that all you care about is just undefeated? What about the quality of opponents? He doesn't find anybody in the top 10. Like, he's, he's just starting. Like, what the fuck, dude? And I realize that Khabib is mostly just when he says, this is my opinion. He's taking care of his fighters. It's just a dumb opinion that he's trying to hold firm on. So every time he tries to angle or shift the conversation it's literally just additional promoter speak that you go listen khabib you know what you're saying isn't true if he just winks at you and goes i know i would be okay <laughs> but he's not instead he's getting a full like no 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 i know these things we must do these things no we should not listen dude if we get uh islam and i believe it's benil that's a good fight let it happen and when he was saying, he's like, and I tell you this, uh, Islam versus Benil, better fight, better fighters than Gagey 
and Poirier. I was like, bro, why? <laughs> why? Just what the fuck, man? This is not necessary, dude. Just sit down on your soccer dad chair. Chill. Let your kids play. And don't yell at the ref. That's really all I'm looking for. Uh, it's just so difficult. The ref's there. You want to yell at him. Well, do you want to hit? Have you hit the fights you were at? Do you want to cover those? Oh, yeah. I'll now I'm officially out of. Uh, oh, you had one more, too. Never mind. Uh, I don't know if I remember the other one. Okay, you might. Uh-oh. That might have been two of them. It might have been. <laughs> uh, I did say yes. I I did cover. I photographed an event out this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to our friends over at Spar Star, I got to see a lot of emerging new talent do their thing. Kev, I gotta give uh, Spar Star some credit. In and out. Seventeen fights. Started at five ish. Yeah, mostly five. Out by ten. Damn. I got to tell you, there aren't a ton of fight nights where I go to where you're out by 10. And it got to the point where myself, a couple people uh, from the California Athletic Commission were all looking at each other like, hey, this is great. You guys, hey, everybody have a great night. You have a great night. You have a great night. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to see my wife tonight. This is great. Bye, everybody. <laughs> so it was um, it was very, very pleasing. But. Uh, a lot of good kids, and uh, I, I would say it is interesting to get back to covering a little bit of the live events because I'm also still in that phase of, like, this is weird. Like, I haven't seen some of these people in so long, but it didn't feel that way because I've seen some of them either on TV covering other events or just randomly running into them. But it is very nice. These are almost like, especially going into Thanksgiving – out out of Thanksgiving weekend, it felt very much like MMA family reunions. And I actually texted a friend of the show when they were right next to me and didn't say hi. I was like, what the fuck, man? You ain't going to come say hi? And they're like, I didn't know you were here. I was like, I was right next to you, dude. And I realized, oh, I might have been wearing a mask. And I think that probably throws people, but that's a great excuse. So what I'm going to tell you guys is if there's somebody you don't want to run into, and it's entirely possible they didn't want to run into me, I give this to you. The mask can be your friend when getting out of a social situation. So use that as you need, friends. I appreciate the uh, just the nice anything punctual when you can run mm-hmm. that many fights and keep rolling. Oh, and guess who was commentating it? Jevons. Hey. So I show up and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he goes, oh, well, what, what the fuck are you doing here, Raf? And I was like, don't curse. It doesn't fit you. But hey, it's good to see you, man. So uh, it was very, very nice. And it's all for free. It's on the YouTubes. You guys can go listen, watch, read, whatever you do with fights after they're on. And uh, yeah, I think you'll, you'll enjoy some of them, especially like um, title fights were good. Uh, somebody who fought that night didn't know this, but somebody sent me a note that goes, did you hear what happened to this one guy? I was like, no, they're like, yeah, he had some like, his like internal organs were bleeding. He took him to the hospital. He's fine. I was like, what the fuck? No. So the dude, he walked out. He looked fine when he was getting out of the cage, but that's the kind of shit that just happens at normal 
local MMA shows where everybody just gets real nervous. And I was just like, wow, you know, nobody got knocked out like they were fighting with Cody Steele. So that's good. Let's let's take that as a win. So. <laughs> yeah. I anytime I don't get knocked out, I do take it as a win. It's a smart, smart choice, Kev. But yeah, we had a, a good weekend of that. And uh, it looks like I think maybe I'm going to King of the Cage this weekend. Ooh. We'll see. But that's a Sunday event. And uh, hey, if you guys are in the Southern California region, you can always come train over at our good friends, New Ground Jiu Jitsu. But I will add this. They are just starting with a kids program. So if you know people who are looking to get their kids trained or... Uh, you know, you yourself have the children and you need a place to take them to train new ground jujitsu over in Sherman Oaks. And, uh, as part of this weekend, uh, my good friend, Jordan Mins, he is going to be fighting on the King of the cage card. So be on the lookout for a very fun video that I am uh, currently just taking a break right now to do this, to edit, but I think it should be pretty good. Um, Jordan tells a very funny story. I'll give you a little preview, Kev. I was going to say I'm in. Yeah. Uh, he gives a very funny preview when I go, hey, man, so tell me about your origin story. What made you want to fight? And he goes, oh, I was watching Dragon Ball Z as a kid. <laughs> go, oh, really? He goes, yeah. And I was doing Taekwondo and my mom kind of saw a Taekwondo tournament. She's like, do you want to do this? And I said, yeah, I want to do this because I looked at Dragon Ball Z and I was like, yeah, this is dope. I go, how was it? Did it feel like Dragon Ball Z? He's like, no, I went to the L.A. Coliseum where this shit was being run. And I was like, this shit's whack. <laughs> this is not Stone Stadium. And I, it's one of the rare times you hear me laugh in the background as I'm doing those things. And I go, oh, shit, I don't know if I can edit myself out in it. But uh, it is a very funny story. So if that does not make the final cut, it will very likely be on like an aside video that I do. But it is a very funny story. And I think... Uh, Jordan's one of those athletes that I really always enjoy training with. So I'm looking forward to seeing him do work. Hell yeah. Well, I've just been continuing to, you know, try and raise a human, but I'll be capital. You got to see what Raph's doing, especially the video work over at the grappling hour. The video works taking on some, some new life, some new levels. So compliments over to you on that side, sir. And we have more ADCC trials winners that'll be coming up soon. Uh, we got, Giancarlo, we've got John and Mason. Uh, I'm holding the Mason one for like as long as possible because he was just on my show six weeks ago. So it's kind of hard for him to be on the season premiere and then like just re-show up in two weeks later. So you will see those three coming up very soon. And I'm going to track down a Cade Rotolo as he makes himself available stateside very soon. So uh, you may see me introducing both of the brothers on a video show very, very soon. There we go. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin and Thanksgiving. Good night and good fight, everybody. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is